0: This is OPI Talk, the voice of the business products industry. Hello and welcome to another episode of OPI Talk with me, Andy Braithwaite. And today I'm delighted to welcome back, uh, i say not an old friend really to, to OPI Talk and that's Walter Johnson, who is the CEO of Acme United. Walter, good to see you. Hope you're well.
1: I am Andy and I'm delighted to be here with you.
0: Yeah great so okay, we've done a few of these and uh, thanks for thanks for agreeing to do do this one again. I, I guess we kind of try and catch up every every six months or so to see uh, how things are going and uh, you just published your second quarter results a, a few days ago. At, uh, at first glance it looked certainly on the top line like a bit of a A mixed bag, to be honest, between your your three main reporting markets of the US, Canada, and Europe, but then a good improvement on the bottom line. How how did you see the second quarter?
1: Well, the first thing, and it was really important, was that um, we flipped into reasonably good profits again. And Mm. um, last year, the freight costs were... um, very, very high, and it cost us millions of dollars. And obviously, we didn't pass them through to customers because we lost a lot of money um, mm. with that. And um, so with the freight normalizing, it's um, it's good to see our profitability return. Um, I was um, expecting sales to be uh, softer for back to school, um, not because of sell-through, but because of um, the the um inventory destocking that's going on with major retailers and um, that's a uh, thing that I think is coming to an end you know it's been almost a year now of course you couldn't destock um, back to school items in December for most parts of the world mm. um, and so you but you could in uh, the second quarter of this year and and that's what um, happened in the. US and Europe
0: okay. So that was the 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 major factor in the u s being down eight percent was was that inventory destocking by these customers
1: yeah, I think um and it was anticipated uh we think the um the demand for back to school at the user level is probably about the same as last year
0: okay yeah I was going to ask you about about back to school. I guess you kind of you can't answer my my next question if you're expecting it to be at, at a similar level to last year. Does that mean similar volumes or, or similar in terms of the, you know, the the sales dollars?
1: Well, I can speak for um, some markets with, with confidence. Uh, for example, in the US market, 3.8 million births happen a year. And mostly as they get into fourth, fifth, sixth grade, they get older. There's a little bit of death, but basically it's 3.8 people. And in some markets like the US and Canada, for sure, um, school supplies don't seem to get passed down from hmm. one sibling to a next, but they get purchased all over again each year. And it's a pretty consistent thing. It might be different um, uh, different places they shop, might yeah. be different timing, um, might be different quality and price points, but you have the same... Basic population popping through each year, and it's fairly consistent.
0: Yeah, and in the in the product categories that you that you operate in, obviously they are paper based categories. Th- is that still resilient for the for the back to school season?
1: Well, we're finding some uh, interesting things. Uh, paper cutters. Why would paper cutters have such big demand this year? They do. Um, I don't know. The scissor business itself, of course, is uh, tied to opening boxes and and delivery of packages and shipping and um, and of course craft and mm. and general office supplies. But that segment's pretty um, pretty solid and slightly growing each year because yeah. of the demand with online shipments. Yeah. But some areas you would think rulers would be down and it. That's been a steadily declining area for us, but it's not a very big part anymore. Hmm. Um, again, paper trimmers this year, for some reason, we're just selling a lot of them, Yeah, a lot more than we expected.
0: Okay. Is, is there any innovation in, the, in that back-to-school space?
1: Oh, yeah, there's innovation. Um, we've got some uh, scissors this year that have very soft handles that are just fun to work with because – they kind of move a little bit, and um, they're cushioned. Uh, we've got a high leverage shear that's going into the industrial area right now. That's not um, for kids, of course, but mm. um, we're working on some new coatings for the craft area that um, are truly almost diamond-like. And um, some of those will be coming into the market later this year. So there's innovation in the cutting area, mm. but in the kids' piece, the, the big one was the, um, uh, the handles yeah. that are uh, very soft.
0: Okay, and just quickly on another trend, uh, online retail versus the the brick and mortar stores, specific, specifically for the back to school season, are you seeing any any shift in order patterns there?
1: Well, we're seeing shifts in order patterns in part because of destocking, so it's mm-hmm. very hard to exactly figure out
0: mm-hmm.
1: what segments growing after you take that apart or declining okay. after you take apart the destocking, but. Um, if um, uh, a chain of stores closes some stores, there's less places that people can shop. So we tend to probably reduce sales to whatever customer did that. Mm. Um, on the other hand, if they're pushing more into promotion and uh, content um, online, well, it's going to have a positive impact too. Yeah.
0: Okay. I mean, one result from the Q2 that, that jumped out at me was was Canada up by, I think, 21%. In, in local currencies. I think that's due to the the first aid business that so you're doing well there?
1: That's both businesses. <laughs> you know, the, the Westcott School and, uh, and the first aid, both of them were doing really well in Canada.
0: And any, any specifics about the Canadian market that you can put your finger on that, that helped you?
1: Well, we gained um, some uh, customers in the uh, retail area in Canada. So, of course, that would have helped and did. Um, on the first aid side, We um, brought on some large multinationals that were either based in Europe or in the US that wanted Canadian distribution of our products because some of them were different than they were previously selling. And so we produced them in our Canadian operation and um, they're selling. It worked.
0: Okay, good. And then finally, Europe, I think down 7% in, in local currencies. T- tough market in Europe at the moment? I think it's a tough
1: market everywhere, honestly. It's just a tough market. Yeah. But in Europe, oh my gosh, with more inflation and, and of course, uh, some uncertainty, it's 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 a tough market. And um, we appreciate the business that we do get. And, and it's actually doing better than we expected.
0: But those declines, I think you, you link them to the economic situation in Europe, first yes. and foremost? Sure, hmm. sure. How do you think that will pan out in the, in the second half of the year?
1: Well, I'm holding our European counterparts to a record second
0: half. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they will be pleased to hear that.
1: They'll be happy. <laughs>
0: okay. <laughs> and then, I mean, first aid for you. Six, almost sixty percent of your, your revenue. You, you've really done a done a great job there. When when you then. Think about in in the OP channel. I mean, how 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 do you view that market now? I guess it's less important to you than it perhaps was a few years ago.
1: Well, the office product market's really important to us, and in part with the first aid business, we're selling a lot through dealers and through the superstores, both for offices and in the um, contract business. Um, Staples and Office Depot going into uh, large industrial sites
0: okay. um, mm.
1: and some of our products, for example, Westcott, although you think scissors, but we've got a line of ceramic box openers that's just doing fabulously. And um, they're um, being used to uh, in distribution centers mm. at companies like Amazon and others that um, uh, value the, the cost, which is low and the safety because they're not as sharp as razor blade openers. Um, that area is just doing great. And um, again, it's through the same distribution that we're uh, doing in the office area. Uh, in the office channel, it's just a it's a powerful channel and it's an important one for us. Okay. So it's for all the products.
0: Good, yeah. Perhaps an indication there that you know, these OP resellers, are, they're branching out into new customer groups. Absolutely. Mm. Okay. Now, I'll, I'll listen to your... Your quarterly earnings call with with the analysts. I was, I was interested there about there was a qu- question about the economy. Uh, I, I think the the smart money is on another rate hike by the the, the Fed uh, very shortly, and you, you certainly had some views on that uh, during the call. Maybe you can share those with us now.
1: Well, the the, the question that, on my call was, even though rates are going up, maybe we won't get a recession. What do you think? And well, the reason the rates are going up is to cool the economy and it has unintended consequences like, um, slowing down capital spending, both for the consumer as well as for businesses. And it impacts the cost of holding inventory stock and it takes money out of consumers' pockets. So I don't know how you can slow capital spending, take money out of consumer products, consumers' pockets purposely cool the economy, you're not going to a recession. I mean, to me, it's careful balance that you don't screw everything up. And I don't think they know how to do that.
0: Right. So do you expect there to be a recession in the US? Sure.
1: That's the intention of cooling the economy. Mm. And the Fed is... The US economy is moved slow enough that um, you don't see... Immediate impacts from these rates, increases in rates. You see them over time. You'll see them nine months from now. But we've increased substantially. And for the poor consumer who's paying, who gets good raises, but then they take taxes out of them, they're not holding with inflation. So Mm. how can you not basically hurt the economy? To me, I think it's wishful thinking. Oh, we'll just raise rates and nothing will happen.
0: Okay. So, are you, are you planning for a recession and and if so what what does that mean for Acme?
1: Well, we're continuing to spend money on new products we're continuing our capital spending we're expanding just doubled our space in Canada in our first aid area we're expanding our MedNap business in Florida We're looking for more distribution sites uh I mean we're, we're our our growth planning continues without regard to the uh, potential recession. We're looking at our product mix to be sure that we've got appropriate affordable products should we be in a recession, then maybe we put more emphasis on those so there's less features but more value. But I think it's inevitable.
0: Hmm. Perhaps the the product areas that you you specialize in are, I want to say, not necessarily immune to a recession but perhaps a bit more resistant than some other categories?
1: Well, m- most of our products are reasonably inexpensive. And so, you know, it'd be very few that would sell for over 25 US dollars. And so it's not the same as a refrigerator or mm. a stove or yeah. a car or a house or an airplane or a boat. I mean, those are capital spending. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's not like that. Uh, in the first aid area, an important Business, an, an important thing for our customers to keep them the kits filled and keep the factories safe and the offices safe. And so, the refill business really is somewhat immune. I mean, you, you've got expiration um, of products that have to get um, mm. refilled. You've got consumption because of an accident. You have theft. Um, all these things play into it, and they seem to be fairly consistent. And that that's somewhat resistant from a yeah. recession, but will be hit. Will be a reduction in demand.
0: Okay. Now, you mentioned earlier on about some of the supply chain costs that impacted your business last year. I think uh, it's fair to say you, you you recognize as some somewhat of an authority on on the supply chain. You were invited by Bloomberg again uh, to to attend. Uh, or to take part in in a panel there in, in a conference they had in in Qatar recently. What so what? What's your take on the, the current state of the of the supply chains?
1: Well, first, the I think we all know that the uh, ports, whether they're in Europe or in the United States or Canada, other than an occasional strike, basically are functioning normally, and um, that's a huge difference from a year ago. The second is the cost of shipping containers, which spiked a year ago in, in dollars to about $1,900 a container from Shanghai to, say, Los Angeles, um, is now at about $5,000 or less. And that was a big part of um, our terrible performance last year because of those extra costs. Mm. But that's now normalized. We're seeing a, a, a shift of um, purchasing a little bit um, diversifying it from China. Uh, for example, we're doing more in Egypt. We're doing more in India. Um, we're doing more in North America uh, than we had in the past, and that's um, that's balancing the risk in our portfolio of, right. uh, and in our sourcing. Sure, you try you try to bring your uh, production close to your market, and that's not always easy, um, but that's we're trying to do that.
0: Yeah, is that something you've implemented really since COVID and and all those challenges that we had post-COVID?
1: The last eight acquisitions have been North American-based manufacturing companies. Mm. So it's been prior to COVID, but since COVID, um, we um, opened the office in uh, in New Delhi and um, uh, expanded um, our Egyptian purchasing yeah. Um in, in quite a big way.
0: Right. You mentioned New Delhi. Obviously, India is a huge market for the for the student uh, and and school channels. There, have you do you have distribution in, in India? And if if not, are you is that a market you would look at?
1: Well, there's a lot of um, very good suppliers in India that are currently supplying that market, oh. um, and um, particularly in the school area and in the office area. So I don't see us adding value in doing that. But in the first aid area, they supply, between China and India, supply most of the pharmaceuticals in the world. And there's a lot of um, EU and FDA registered facilities in India, in particular. So for components that go into our first aid kits, um, burn creams and um, triple antibiotic wipes, those kinds of items, um, India is perfect for that So is mm. China mm. Uh,
0: Yeah, uh, not putting all your eggs in one basket
1: uh, It's expensive to do that though Yeah um, you, you dilute your uh, efficiency of, um, of, of purchasing It's like retailers that try to narrow their supply base Because it's more efficient mm. And so if you start to broaden that You're de-risking but it's costing more Right, and if you're doing it over countries that's expensive
0: okay so you have to you have to work out the the balance or the, the the trade-off of doing that
1: yeah well we're doing it yeah. we're broadening our distribution our yeah. uh, sourcing base
0: all right okay um and then just just to round round off second half of the year what's what's top of your your to-do list for the next six months or so
1: well we've brought acme back into a strong um, earnings position. Um, we've reduced our inventory by about 20%. Um, our debt's well um, under control. Um, we're looking for um, another acquisition. Um, we are um, expecting very strong performance in the second half, um, assuming that there's not a, a supply chain risk that I can't see right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have those covered, but it. You know, things happen. But assuming they don't, it'll be a very strong back half. And um, I'm pretty excited about that. Can't forecast demand. Mm. Maybe we'll go into a recession. But I, I'm even confident about riding into that. I'm feeling very good about it.
0: Okay. All right. Well, Walter, thank you very much for your time this morning. Enjoy the rest of your summer. I'm not sure if you have any vacation time planned or if you're going to be busy with, with trips to to China and other, other countries?
1: Well actually I'm planning a, a trip to China and uh, looking forward to it.
0: Okay alright, well I hope that goes well and uh, thanks again uh, all the best.
1: Thank you very much Andy.
0: If you have got this far then thank you for listening to this episode of OPI Talk please check out our website opi.net for news, interviews, analysis and much more from the business products world. We've also got a great app that you can download from the App Store or Google Play. Just search for OPI Magazine. And we hope you will join us again soon for another episode of OPI Talk.